0: On this episode of Bita and the Creators versus the Multiverse, we get outdoors and have a quick conversation with Bita and Louie about inspiration in writing, character development, and even some light barks and sniffs of the mic from Oliver. Enjoy the conversation, and we are excited to record more topics outdoors and in person. And now to your podcast, already in progress. We're outdoors. It sounds amazing, got Pita here and Ollie. I would say a good question would be when you're writing a script and you're thinking about characters, what's what's like the most important thing for you?
1: If you're writing a script and thinking about characters, you have to understand how to mold that character to life. So in this case, let's say I am sitting here right now, outdoors, and I'm like trying to figure out a character I will look into the way people are acting, their personality, and then I go and based upon that. So if I see like a lady with a scarf and a nice coat and she has glasses on, I'm thinking, okay, let's see, maybe that that lady, her character can be someone has a secret. And then I start going basing on that. Maybe she's a spy or a CIA and she's sitting there in an out try to mold that character into life. Or another one will be looking at the lady behind the counter serving coffee. Maybe she's she's a boxer and she's trying to make some money off of it or anything like that and trying to work on the side. It's just so many things you can do with the characters. You just have to figure out what's the concept and what people, like the audience, want to know and want to see and learn from it.
0: So visual cues, uh, looking at somebody's clothing, facial expressions even, and the environment can really be a good indicator of the creative process of how you would make that character come to life. Yeah, I like that. What can be a struggle once you have the character in mind when it comes to the the plot itself or the stories like if this great character that you developed uh like you said like maybe like a cia person or somebody that's undercover you have the idea for the for the character how do you put that into the script is it hard or does it help
1: sometimes it's hard sometimes it's the language how do you make that language come out for that person okay that character I will figure out so many characters for guys, but I don't know how to speak their lingo. So it's like, you need to have more writers on that who know and understand, or maybe you have to do more research. And this is where I tell people, research about it, getting yourself included in this in real life, to understand more about that character or like to gain that character to life, you have to do your research. So CIA, if I wanted to know more about it, I will find someone or research more about into that CIA. How do they act? How do they talk? How do they do their facial expressions in a way that I can put in the script? Or boxers? How how do they react in real life? And so I have to think about it like that. It can't be coming up to you unless you're a freaking genius and you know everything in life. Yeah. That would be cool. but. It comes with like writing comes with a lot of doing research, like you're in school.
0: Yeah, I, I agree because I think you brought this up in the previous podcast. Being able to speak the language of that that character, whether it's their profession, what, where they come from. If you don't write to that, it's not going to feel genuine and it's not going to feel believable. So I guess what you're saying is, if you're going to write about a CIA agent, you've got to join the CIA. Otherwise, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it
1: join in or like at least say hey i'm doing an intern or i need more info i remember doing that with um i artists i'm an artist myself but i'm not like a street art so i had to contact half of my guy friends up in the bay area to say hey about the street art how would they usually act (laughs) and they're like they will give me all the details or Dancers sometimes I'm a dancer too but like sometimes every dancer like a hardcore like all day dancing their whole life that's a different story everyone dances differently everyone's language is so different when they dance so I had to learn that or management sometimes people who are managers we have different ones for different films like Mad Men or Suits or um, the good wife, they all have like different sort of way of doing management and how office places are. But when you look at it in outside world, outside of the movie or like the TV industry, you're going to see something different. So you have to like do your own research on that part.
0: Yeah, I, I think that that's where it separates a good script and final product of a movie or tv show uh when it feels believable and i love like when characters speak fast in movies and they're like talking about something with so much confidence and it's like i don't really know what they're talking about but they know what they're talking about and so that's clearly how those people talk it makes me think about when uh tom holland became spider-man and he went to that high school that academy and he pretended to be a student and he was like he said that he was going to do it as a joke and uh, they actually sent him to the to the school and i thought that was so funny to hear him talk about that all right so how important do you think it is to think about soundtrack music um location as you're writing the script do you think that's good to think about that first or does that come after you have your story
1: sometimes it's good to think about that first and then sometimes it will come to you so it, it goes either or but like the music It's a hit or miss. When I was working on my own script, I knew what the location was because I'm picturing how I would react when I'm dealing with depression or anxiety. I wanna go somewhere that has the water view and so I can zone out. But deep down, you're also thinking like Indiana Jones or like the mummy movie where the sand makes everything have illusion. So, I know where I was kind of going with mine, but sometimes with music, and this is funny because we're st- we're sitting right next to something that I was playing, and I'm thinking, like, every scene, mm-hmm. like, what can I do with this music? So, music can go way, um, way a long way to go. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I feel like because when, uh, as a kid, so MTV came out in 1981. Yeah. So, there, I've been alive
1: for a long time a long a long
0: time yes but also i've known mtv my entire life i've never lived a life before mtv and so music videos the the language of music videos editing with music videos is like it's all in my brain and so when i hear music i see visuals and that could be also because i'm i think that way just visually but i I love listening to music and that can inspire like projects that can inspire potential like little short films
1: certain things there's certain music that will do it but it's funny how you can have the music first and then wrap it around with that Mm -hmm. but then again you have to be careful because like billy irish has really good ones that it will trigger certain emotion Mm -hmm. and so when you're thinking about that your emotion and deep down is the one thing that is triggering that whole um that picture in your mind so whenever i think about that i'm always driving with music on and people are like oh you're enjoying this life. i'm like no actually it was kind of picturing like another scene that i should have been written um when i was writing about the hidden helpers uh, that got triggered by music and it's always the music with positive wording like i'm here to help you or like you're there we'll be together this is a guy meant it's that empower moment where you're just
0: affirming type of language and words exactly
1: and you're thinking oh this song would be great if one if two people were dealing with certain trauma in their life and they're trying to help with one another yes they're gonna have this conflict yes they're gonna be in this situation where they're gonna be abusing with alcohol or like different things and trying to steal trying to understand how to help um being sensitive being hurt in a way that they don't want to be in a relationship anymore or dealing with things in their past so all of that was going through and it's it's funny people are like could it be music words from that lyrics no it could be the beat of the music like the base of the music the drumming of the noise you'd be surprised any of that sound like, right now, Oliver's agreeing with me 100%. Right? Yeah. So, he he understands that when there's certain music plays, you are going to be in that trance. You're going to go into that moment where you're like, this is cool. Oh, my God, this is amazing. If this, this scene right here was playing, and then something happened. Or, like, you're driving and you're thinking... Like, the movie... Like the Fast and Furious. Awesome, cool. In that music, you're going to feel that fast beat of the car going with that music. So you you can tell how you're going to feel. But there's no, and this is where I tell people, there is no rules whatsoever when you're doing the film.
0: So when I think about script writing, you're really editing as you're writing. Right. So you are also an editor as well. So once the you're in post, you have all the video and now you're editing, how important do you think it is to be informed of the script? Like say you, you're the, the editor of the project, you weren't involved in the script at all. Like how important is it to either um, look at the script uh, to kind of get the, the writer's vision? Or do you, how do you feel like know, do, knowing that you do both? Like, is it important?
1: It's funny because I've done that before with projects. And I have taken projects from my professors who filmed a short scene somewhere else, either in Mexico or something, and then they bring it into the US. They have the script, and now they are asking the students to make it. Hey, edit this one, read the script, and do this one. Now here's the thing that I learned. Nothing is perfect. You have to visualize it. As an editor, you need to visualize it. When you're reading the script, how do you see that sign? There were so many times where I feel like, with a certain music, my music came out last because I had to see the scene. Okay, cool. It's young guys in the military, in the woods. Something happened. They had to fight, and they had to figure out what the ammunition was, or what happened. What's the conflict? Someone's in the woods, and then how was that affect? So I'm always thinking about that. So I'm thinking flashbacks. So when I'm reading the script and I'm editing, everyone's editing skills is different. That's why.
0: Well, it's a language in its own, right? It's a language Being in able to edit, yeah, it's a complete different language. I think everybody that's involved in a project can take it a completely different direction. So this kind of leads to my to my next question, which is collaboration, right? Oh my God. Collaboration uh, is huge in these processes, but I, I think like the bigger part is who's organizing and if somebody has the talent to do that as well and you have really been the kind of person where you're you're getting the position of not only editor but you're on set you're the script writer you're you're doing all of that plus organizing and managing the entire team (laughs) you're everywhere so how important do you think it is uh to have a good team and what does a good team look like? And where is there an opportunity to have a better team?
1: Oh, here's the thing I learned. And I learned this from my professors. You get the shitty teams, you get the awesome teams, and then sometimes you get in between of them. Cool, you know this person, and you're like, I'm best friend with them, I feel are talented, but they slack off, and you're like, they're my best friend, I can't tell them what to do. Bullshit. You can. You can definitely tell them what to do. So that's where I've learned that. But the one thing I learned and all my professors were saying, get to have these people close by, because when in doubt, you need all of these people to make a group. Now, it doesn't matter what the age age is just a number. So I have younger members like 18 to like in their 70s and they're talented in their own ways. Some of them done production. Others did editing, others did film, others did acting, um, script writing. So I take advantage of these people and vice versa. They will take advantage of me, too. Taking advantage, meaning of your skills, of your skills, of the talents that you have and not BSing it to. They're not going to go, hey, B, hey, hey, can you we need you on this set? And then don't give me credit at all. No, that's not how it works. If you know green screen, I'm going to give you that credit. If you know how to write this son of a bitch and character that I'm struggling on, I'm going to give you that credit. Uh, if you know what sound to make all the soundtrack, all the music by raw feeling, dude, take it. I'm going to give you that credit. You're going to win the award. You're going to do it. Like That's how we have to work together. Not everything you can do by yourself. I've, I've dealt with a lot of people who haven't seen me who didn't want to commit or give me the role, I had to nag. I had to complain. I have to express what I can do in order for them to see me. And I've got others who they know me so well. And I think one of them, one one girl younger than me, she's like, is a badass bitch and she doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> like she's blind to the floor and she's still doing this. My concept of this, even though if it's a project, think of it like it's your job. You want something real? You want to win this award? You want this so bad? Do it. I've woken up people at like nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, did I wake you up? Oh, can you roll into this computer really quick? You have to get this editing done. I I really have no sense of like emotion whatsoever. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. You got to get this done. You signed up for this, you're doing this. There are times where people are like, this is just a project. No, in my head, think of it in real life. You're you're not going to get past it. Is any of the producers going to give a shit if you have a job? No, you. they're going to make sure you get this done. Even though you're not getting paid, you have to make it like a training technique. Okay, writer's block. What do I do? Go to another writer. Figure something out. Oh, editing. This is not working. Okay, ask questions. Meet up with another person. Meet up with the producer, ask him. Or the scene is not working, plan B. Make it happen. And this is where I have been told many times, you struggle, deal with it. Get up and go. Always there's a solution. If you have problems shooting, if you're having a conflict, you figure it out. You go with the flow. Sometimes people don't know how to do that and they have a shitty film. Which happens, it really does.
0: Well, and I think with that, they didn't reach out for help, like you're saying, they didn't ask for, they didn't ask for um, advice, they didn't seek out people that could assist them in those in those parts that they were struggling with, and then till so the final result, it shows. Yeah, so I think that's super important. Oh, this is, let's do let's do something fun to wrap it up. Okay, you love behind the scenes videos, you love those projects. What is one that inspired you after watching it?
1: Oh my god. What inspired me? Dear lord. There's a lot of things. And this is going way back when I was like 10 or 14. Harry Potter films. I was watching behind the scenes and that's where it struck the most. Where you're like, you can do this. You can make things happen. Oh, it's not like a fairy tale. It has to be made. But you start looking at all the cool scenes. Like the whole teaching, like trading the animals. Um, getting the special effects, robotic scenes, like I was I most likely was figuring things out as I was watching the behind the scenes stuff where it was like a candy shop. To me, it's like walking in the candy shop, and I know for sure if I went to Disneyland, I'm just gonna be more intrigued of how they made the roller coasters yeah. instead of riding them. Yeah. <laughs> like I've done that plenty of times where when you go onto the on any of the rides they're gonna say it's always the same thing keep your hands and feet to yourself and make sure you're not doing anything thank you (laughs) after the sixth time riding that ride you're like sticking your head out going cool is that what it is (laughs) then you start doing things that's how i am that's what i'm doing people will be like oh you want to watch jaws might give me one day not to watch it just to watch the behind the scenes stuff and then i'll watch the film with you Um, I did that with Spiral, which I was so intrigued of how they made it. The scenes were so much fun. And it's a language that you're you're dying to express and tell people. Yes, it's like, you know, you're spoiling for them, saying, hey, this is not a real tunnel. And you're like, God damn it, I just ruined it for everyone. (laughs) Um, But it's something that you really are intrigued or the animation part how they made it, how every picture, how every um Pixar films are so made and created, brought together in real life in a way, get the voiceovers to be intrigued, like that's how I figured out when I was 10 years old doing the Stitch voice. And I, I kind of surprised my mom still, she's like, this is what you do on your... On the recess days, <laughs> like, <laughs> just damaging your voice. Um, yes, I, I. it's not damaging. It's, like, creating something that you you know you have talent. And then it's, like, hidden. You're like, oh, shit, I can change my voice. Oh, my goodness. And then you're just, like, having fun with it. And that's, that's why I told people, I'm like, there is no way of explaining this. There is no way. You either love the filming or you don't. You can't explain it. Yeah.
0: You're, you're either a person that watches the movie for the movie or you're a person that watches it for the art and you need to see how it was created, yeah. I'm the same way. I think the big one for me was uh, the behind the scenes for the Matrix, like the first Matrix, like just with the bullet time and yeah. how they shot everything and how much they were able to use computers like really for the first time. Uh, that was a big reason why I ended up going to school for that. Uh, that opened my eyes a lot. That and uh, when I was a kid, Roger Rabbit, like the behind the scenes for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, being able to understand how they animated everything with the real life footage, it oh, yeah. blew my mind. Well, that was a great little chat, learning a little bit more about your process and some of the inspirations. Thank you, Beta, so much. Ollie, thank you. Just sniffing. Oh, give me picking? kisses. Okay, cool. Much <laughs> Goodbye.